you know when it's time to pivot. Sometimes you just don't want to admit it. And to be honest, it's not easy to pivot. It's not easy to go in a different direction, to add another business, to do something completely different. But on today's podcast with my sweet friend, Christine Monroe, we talk about just that pivoting. In fact, she's got an incredible podcast called Pivot to Passion, and her entire story is how she pivoted from an incredibly successful career in real estate into community building and events and a completely different path that has lit her life on fire. I can't wait for you to hear today's episode and for you to gather the courage to pivot in the direction that you are supposed to go in. Pivoting is a part of success, my friends. And today, that's what we're talking about. Hey friends, welcome to the Align the Good Life podcast. I'm Brooke Hemingway, and around here, we like to talk about the things that matter, like how to create soul-fulfilling success by aligning your life and taking powerful, intentional action so that you get to experience the best of what life has to offer. From business, to health, to letting go of limits, to raising babies while building dreams, to relationships, and real talk. We have it all here on Align the Good Life. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited about today's interview. I love this woman. I met her actually about two years ago now, Christine, um, at Powerhouse Women. I went to Powerhouse Women and I didn't know a soul. I went by myself, but it's one of the things that I love to do and I always encourage people to do. In fact, if you're going to an event, even if you're going with girlfriends, don't hang out with the girlfriends. Yeah. Go meet the other women that are in the room. And I ended up in this group with Christine and we just connected and I knew she was someone that I needed to know. I then got to attend her incredible event last December. Um, she is the creator of the Illum Collective. Am I saying that the right way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Illum for Illuminate. Um, yeah, right. The Illum Collective. Um, she has an incredible podcast, the Pivot to Passion podcast. She's a community builder and she is a master at pivoting. And I'm just so excited to have you here today, Christine. I'm so excited to be here, Brooke. I feel the same way about you. And you know what's so funny is that I, when I went to my very first powerhouse, like a few years back, I went by myself too. And it was like, I'm just going to go by myself, not know anyone. And it's like, met so many incredible women. And yes. uh, yeah, and I just love that we connected right away when we were put in a group. So right, things just right. align the way they're supposed to. It does. It just speaks to the power of getting in the room and just putting yourself out there. Like when you go into these communities of women, which you are such a powerful community builder, just go in and be yourself and be open to these new relationships. And you'll make some of the best friendships of your life. And I know I've seen you do that. Like a lot of those women, you're best friends now, right? And you do business and you do life together. Yeah. And so I want to start, you know, on this topic of pivoting actually, because your story is not that you were always a community builder. Your story is very different. So why don't you share a little bit of that? Yeah. So my story is, um, I actually, I was in like the finance real estate world because that's like what my parents kind of pushed me to go into. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. So it's a similar story that a lot of people go through of like, I don't know what I want to do in college. So I'm just going to do what my parents guide me to do. So <clears throat> I did that. And even when I was in that industry, I actually did not do a lot of networking. I didn't because I was shy and I, and I thought they lacked connection. And so I didn't do it. And so the yeah. fact that I'm doing it now is, is 
funny and ironic, but um, it's because I was in that for so long doing something that looked good on paper, but yeah. I was feeling really unfulfilled inside knowing that I was meant for more, knowing that there was something else out there for me, but the problem was I didn't know what that was. So I just stayed there for yeah. so long, so many years I stayed there because I was just waiting for it to just come into my lap and then I'll know, but that's not how things work. Right. So and you were very successful, right? Like you were very successful at what you did in the real estate industry. So yeah. it's kind of hard to walk away from something that you're good at and you make good money at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was definitely making money. I was definitely good at it. And those things are things that can trick you into thinking, oh, okay, well, then this is what I'm supposed to do. But you know, when your gut's telling you, oh, no, something's missing, something's missing. And at first, it was like, because I was in there for a long time, like I did that career for 20 years. So there was a lot of years of like, I should feel guilty for wanting more. And so I would just stick it out and do the things that were successful, quote, unquote, mm -hmm. successful, um, until I just knew like I was just feeling burnt out as you talk a lot about and I was just feeling drained and I just wasn't happy and when my husband got an opportunity to move to Denver mm -hmm. from Canada mm -hmm. he was like do you want to and I was like yes this was like five years ago and because I did want to start from scratch and I needed yeah. that little push yeah um but then when I started from scratch uh, then I realized that when you don't have what I attached my identity to for so long, yeah. I became, I was lost, definitely mm -hmm. lost. I just didn't know what to do because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I didn't have my job. So I was like, well, now what? Um, so it took a lot of pivoting. I was kind of in a situation where I had no choice to pivot and try different things. And yeah. I just did things that made sense at the time. Like my son was one at the time. I didn't want to go out and get a job, I wanted to stay at home. So I found network marketing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was and then it just led to one thing to another, yeah. I became really good at social media. So then I was teaching my teams how to do social media. And then yeah. one thing. Yeah. And then I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just kind of this being open. I, yeah. I feel like I love to talk yeah. about being open because I feel like a lot of people are very closed. Mm -hmm. Right. And kind of like, that's what you used to be. You were close. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm good at real estate. It makes good money. Like this is the path I'm, I'm supposed to do. Or if you're a teacher and you're like, I've been a teacher for 15 years, like I may as well just stick it out for another 10 and right. yet you're miserable. But the opposite is like, if you're just open, you don't have to know exactly what the next step is. You just have mm -hmm. to be open to it. And yeah. Also, you don't have to arrive at the final destination. It was network marketing and then it was social media. And it was like all these different things, all for your experience. None of it wasted, right? Right. You learned valuable lessons about how to use social media, how to gather community, but it's, it's such a departure from real estate. And so mm -hmm. how did you initially start to create this whole community? Cause you have an incredible community in Denver mm -hmm. and I see it just growing and growing and like the mentorship and everything. So how did you land on that then? So it was basically, I created something that I needed. So when I moved here to Denver, I didn't know anyone. I had no friends. We had no family. And I was like, I need friends. I need people. And I would like to, if I'm going to pick new friends, I would like to be like them to be like-minded and do what I do. So um, I started looking for communities here in Denver and I found a couple, but they weren't consistent. And I didn't really find any that I, I guess, um, 
that I really felt like I belonged or I resonated with. So I, that's why I was going to powerhouse. I was traveling to go to other events and other communities until I was like, I can't keep traveling to go find my people. I need to just create it here. So I did that out of a need that I needed. Needless to say, I was very terrified to do it because I didn't know anyone here. So to to create, like, even we started with a brunch because I love to brunch. Yes. In creating that brunch, I had that fear that a lot of people have, like, what if nobody shows up? I don't actually know anybody. Is anybody going to come? Yeah. Um. So I just started sharing it with people, just saying, like, from my heart, this is what I need. I need to find some friends that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And if you're interested in that, come let's have a let's have brunch together. And so really that's how it started and we were actually called business process who brunch 2 years ago. <laughs> I remember that because that's what it was called like when I went to your event. Oh yeah, it was. And then it just shifted shortly after that. It did in the February yeah. the next yeah, it mm -hmm. did. It shifted. Mm -hmm. And really it's I didn't it's not that I named the community that it's just that I didn't know it would be what it is today and I thought I'm just gonna I called that specific brunch business bosses who brunch and then it just picked up where I didn't have time to even think of changing the name or so I just kept going with it and then it just didn't make sense anymore because we do workshops and we do a whole bunch of other things that I'm like hey we don't just brunch so it's kind of confusing for people so we changed the name you're not just ladies who lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the groups of like moms, like ladies who lunch or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. We are so, so much more than that. We are yeah. a collective of women who are illuminating each other. That's how yes. I think of it. Mm -hmm. Because in your community, um, one of the things that you said is, is you said, I'm not really seeing like when you move to Denver, I'm not really seeing groups of women consistently meet. And I think this is where a lot of people fail with community is they don't have consistency. Like they have this really great idea and they do want to gather people, but they try once mm -hmm. or they try twice. And mm -hmm. if it's not like a home run and tons of people don't come, or maybe they're going to be out of town for a while, or they just don't feel like doing it. And mm -hmm. so they think, oh, this idea doesn't work when really it was a consistency issue. And that's yeah. something I've observed in you is like, you are so consistent and so committed to it. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's been so successful. So just going back real quick to the pivot thing, because mm -hmm. I want to, I want to hone in on this for anyone listening. I know there are people out, out there that are terrified to pivot. They are so afraid because what they're doing right now is safe and we're programmed mm -hmm. for safety, mm -hmm. right? This is like, do what's safe. Number one need for women is safety and security typically. And for the person that's listening, that is terrified to pivot what would be some tips or some top advice for the woman that can feel in her gut it's time to pivot? Yeah. And I want to start first by saying like I, I'm coming from a place now that I'm telling people my podcast is called Pivot to Passion and I'm now preaching to, piv to pivot. But I didn't pivot for 20 years. So let's just put that out there that I understand with everything in my being that it is very hard and scary to take those leaps. Um, and so what I would say, number one, is one thing that I, I did was instead of thinking, and I know that a lot of women have told me this, like, well, I don't, they're afraid to pick something because they think that if they pick that, it has to be, that's the thing that they're going to have to stick with. And yes. that is a scary commitment to make where you don't have to think of whatever you try. It doesn't have to be your forever thing. It's just something that you're going to try. If you don't like it, then you're going to pivot again. So number one is don't be attached to whatever you choose that it's going to be your forever thing. Yeah. 
Um, you're not marrying it. Yeah. You're not marrying it. And knowing that what I've known now that I'm on the other side, that every little thing that I did, network marketing, the Instagram thing, it has served a purpose into what I'm doing today. And so no, no decision is the wrong decision. It's there to teach you something or a path that you need to take in order to get you to where you're going. I love that so much. I feel like you're right. Like we want to do something different, but then we're afraid because what if we do it and it doesn't succeed? And that has to be our forever thing. We put so much pressure on ourselves Mm -hmm. as opposed to just letting ourselves be curious and try something new and trust the process of just diving into something else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else for that person that wants to pivot? Any other advice? Um, yeah, I think like just not being afraid of failing. I think it's like, I don't want to do it because what if I can't do it, right? That That's like a common fear. But I think if you go in it with the mindset of if it doesn't work out, failing, it doesn't mean that it's a failure. It just means I, I actually, I give myself praise that I tried it and good for me. I pat myself on the back. I tried it and I realized that wasn't for me. I did not like that. I'm not going to do that again. So, and I still do that. I still have tried within this community. I've put out things that I thought, okay, let's try this. And they're like big flops. So I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. At least you tried it. I'm always trying new things. I'm like, Hey, let's go for this. And I'm like, yeah, that did not translate. It was a really great idea. Like (laughs) when I was on the treadmill, but nobody else seems to think it was a good idea. Yeah. And so, but but we tried it, but you tried it. And I think you just developed this like boldness and this courage. And it's like, you realize I didn't die. I tried it. It it didn't work out. I didn't die, but I learned at least that I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a clue that gets me one step closer to the pivot that's meant for me. Yeah. Right. I think another thing too, is you don't have to, what I did because we moved here, I had to leave my career. Um, so I had no choice, but to leave it. But I think that most people think you don't have to leave what you're doing. If you want to do it slowly, like I say, do it on the side or just try something else where you still have whatever you're doing and then try new, new things on the side. You don't have to leave something cold Turkey. Cause that you don't always be... have to, yeah. You don't always have to burn the bridge yeah. or burn the boat or whatever right, they say right away. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can let, you can be like a slow fade. And then I think, you know, when it's actually time. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to build up that confidence and and be sure, yeah, this is meant for me, right? This is my purpose. I am following the call to do what I meant to do. And Mm -hmm. what kind of clues though, did you have like, you know, from your past or growing up? Because I think that success leaves clues like Tony Robbins says. And so there were clues from when you were young or Mm. clues from when you were a teenager. And for those listening out there, I want you to think about your past and different clues that might help to lead you to your future or what it is you're meant to do. So what kind of clues were there for you that was like, hey, I'm a gatherer of people? I love this question so much because I know when you're in the thick of things, now that I look back, I can see all the clues. But when I was in it, I did not see them, even though they were smack dab in my face. So number one, when I got out of college, I was an accountant who worked in a big corporation in a cubicle. And um, I volunteered for the social committee. And so I ended up loving it so much that they appointed me like the manager of the social committee. So I went to work and I loved socializing and I 
I didn't love the accounting part, but I liked talking to all my friends and I loved planning all the corporate events. Like that was like what was giving me joy. But at the time I didn't think like, oh, I can make a living out of this. It was just something that was like the side thing. Like obviously I wasn't paid for it mm -hmm. in my company, but so you don't put the two and two together. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I love like just going out for dinner and whining dining that's hence why the brunch when we started like i really am a foodie i love to eat and go out and entertain i even love entertaining like my husband's opposite if i could have a dinner party every weekend i would and he's like absolutely not <laughs> He's you guys like, balance each other out, right? It's yeah, like, he can do it once in a while, but, and he's the one who's always telling me when we go to weddings or when we go to parties, he's like, can we go now? And I'm always like hiding from him because I want to stay. <laughs> I want to stay and socialize. So right. I mean, those are the clues of like, I'm a gatherer. I love to be around people. I love yes. entertaining. And so yes. it just so happened, like putting the things, the simple things that bring you joy into also combining it with my skills of, okay, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. My like-minded women are women who are building big things and entrepreneurs too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put the two together. Yeah. yeah. So for those listening, it's like, hey, sit down and write down what your strengths are, write down the things that bring you joy, the things that light you up, the things that you do like naturally and effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And those things will be clues. You may not know what to do with it, like right off the bat, but at least start to recognize like, these are my strengths. This is what I love. This is what I would do any day of the week, even if I wasn't paid. Now, of course yeah. we want you to be paid, but like, these are the right. things like I would do events any day of the week, like if, and not be paid for them. Like if right. I could just survive because it's so much fun. Well, and you and I know crazy. Brooke that doing events, especially at the beginning, we don't get paid for it. So, I mean, yeah. that's a clear indication. It's of charity work people. <laughs> It's it charity. Is. It may it's not be like you. listed as a nonprofit, but it's a nonprofit. Okay. It's so funny. It's so true. Um, and I was laughing. But also, about yeah. Also, I remember you telling this story at your event of when you were young and you used to love like dressing up mm -hmm. and share a little bit about that story and that yeah. side of you that you kind of just like suppressed and was like, okay, well, that's not practical. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, love to dress up. I love to wear makeup and earrings at a young age. And I was with all my cousins, and then, you know, slowly, like everyone would start to be like, why do you always have to dress up? Why do you always, like, you know, you're too much. I was too much in the sense that I was always putting on like makeup and earrings and to go out to Target. And so one night um, I was with all my cousins, we were traveling and I had to go to, you know, Walgreens to get tampons at 10 o'clock at night. And I was a teenager. So my dad took us and I had to let everyone wait because I had to go put makeup on and put like my earrings in. And all my cousins, of course, were like, why are you, well, it's 10 o'clock at night, Chrissy, no one's going to see you. Why are you dressed up? And so I ended up taking out my earrings. And it was like a big thing because they laughed at me because that's all you're taking off. Like yeah. you're still all done up. So it was one of those things where I noticed I started like dimming, dimming my light, dimming the things yeah. that brought me joy because of trying to fit a mold of what other people thought was normal. Yes. Um, and so going forward, I shared that story because even up to the gala, I noticed that I was always just like wearing like studs or small earrings mm -hmm. if I if it wasn't like a big occasion then I wouldn't right. wear these big earrings so then I made it a point like to wear big earrings to, to brunch or to like a lunch yes 
Yeah. And just, I love just earrings. things like that of, you know, what are the things that brought you joy when you were a kid? And did you stop doing them? Yeah. You know, and why did you of, stop doing them? Right. Just because of what someone said, or they mm -hmm. made you feel uncomfortable. And then it goes by, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, 25 years, what I come into contact with, which you might also as well. And I'd love to hear your wisdom on this it, for the listener that's listening. And they're like, I, I don't even know what I like. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I have been so disconnected or disassociated with like what I like because I've just been doing what I thought I should do and dressing mm -hmm. the way I thought I should dress. And I, sincerely, I feel like a lot of people have lost touch with what it is they even like. So how do we get back to that sort of childish or childlike, you know, innocence where we're able to reconnect with our true selves and what it is we, we actually like, how do we start that process? Totally. So one of the questions um, we do like a, every month we do a coffee connection co-working event and I get them to introduce themselves, but instead of saying, uh, hi, my name is so-and-so and I do this for a living, I get them to answer this question, which is when you were a kid, like really early on, every, we all played like pretend, make-believe or pretend. What is a game or um, something that you used to like to play? And a lot of times people would say, I, I would always be a teacher, like coaches that would come in and be like, and we would like, connect the two of like, okay, what are you doing now? That kind of relates to what you used to play doing when you were a kid. And so okay. it's just, and it's a different way of connecting with one another of yes. like, we all used to play. Mm -hmm. And what did you do? And finding right. small connection doesn't mean like, if you play the teacher, you're going to be a teacher, but it's just like, you can connect certain As things. As a coach though, right? Coaches yeah, it's the same thing. You're still teaching. Tools. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just love asking that question because there's just so many different things that we all used to do that we can kind of connect to what brings us joy. Totally. And I can look back on my own childhood and be like, oh my gosh, I, I understand why I'm doing that. What did you, what did you play? Okay. So I am, well, couple things about me. I loved to help people feel loved. Like I was like, I was a lover. So I love to help people feel loved um, at any expense, basically. I'm kind of the same now. So yeah. I love to help people feel loved and I loved music and mm -hmm. singing. And I I was in drama, like I did community theater because I wanted to help people feel something. Mm. If I were to describe it as like, I want to help people feel something because I felt so many feelings as a child and mm. having some instability, like I had a lot of emotions and feelings. And so my expression of that was like through music or stage, I wanted to help people feel something. And now I get to do it. You do. Events. And I've heard you sing and sing on stage and I, your voice is beautiful. And I love that you incorporate that in what you do and you still make people feel loved. And I love it. I love this like full yeah. circle of like, love it. It's so crazy because I, my background, I was a nurse for 10 years. And similar to you, like no disrespect to nurses, but I hated it. I will never do that again. I let my license lapse. I was like, this is definitely, I don't regret it. I don't look back on anything I've done, right? I had a degree in kinesiology. I was a nurse. And then I was like, I'm going to be a music major. Like, oh, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to be. I don't look back on it and regret it. But it's like, once you shut the door on the thing that you were doing, like once you shut the door on real estate, or I shut the door on nursing. It was like no turning back. Yeah. Bye. 
you're never going back to that, right? No, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's just not even in the cards. And yeah. so you have stepped into like a completely different version of yourself. However, at the same time, there were hints and there were clues. And I guess, what would you say to the woman that's like ready? Okay, she's ready. She knows she wants to step into the next higher self, higher version of herself. Your mm -hmm. gala is appropriately named mm -hmm. the higher self gala yeah. um, for that person that is ready and they, they are clear. What tips would you give them as they're like getting ready to step into a completely different thing or into a new career, new job, new business? Yeah. Well, the first thing is I would be like, find a community, find people that are doing similar things that you want to do. Because when, if you do it alone, your mind is always going to tell you reasons why you shouldn't do it or quit or all the things. I mean, that's just human nature to go back to what feels safe. So when you're surrounded by women, that's why we always say get in the room. When you're surrounded around women who are doing the same thing, have the same struggles. It's like you have a a cheering section and you have someone who's going to hype you up and you have someone who's going to tell you like, no, you can keep going and we're going to keep going together. And I go through the same thing too. And I think that that's what really helped me. Like I said, I wasn't networking before I wasn't doing anything and I was alone. And so to have that now is like what has propelled me faster within these last five years than my previous 20s, because I have people yeah. around me. It's the energy around you that will help you get to where you want to go and go through it yes. with you. I didn't know you can, it's easy to look on the other side to other people doing things and saying, oh, it's easy for them. And they're doing all these things. And, but when I got myself in rooms with them and then yeah. learned that they were having the same struggles I was struggling with, that's when I was like, oh, well then everybody has this. I'm not alone. So yes. let's go do it. Yes. And you get to borrow their courage mm -hmm. or your strength. And because like you said, you realize like, oh, they don't have it all figured out. They've just decided to take action. Yeah. So it, I'm going to just kind of tag onto that, find people. And I'm going to tag onto that, be with them frequently. Frequently. Okay. Because I know so many people, they go to a room once and they're like, oh, it was awesome but I'm still in the same place. Well, the yeah. point of your community or any communities that I have is like, it's a constant thing. It's a mm -hmm. consistent thing because you can't just go to something once and it's like your magic, you know, pill that helps you to be successful. You want to stay connected and form real relationships and frequently be in these communities. And what's so genius about what you did. And I, and I'm going to, get you to affirm this to everyone listening is I have been like preaching, like in my mastermind and like to people, you have to build community, build community where you are, start walking together, do a, a bread making class from starter, uh, do a service thing. Like what, I, like you need to build something locally. We can build things long distance, but there's a difference between building something locally. What is so powerful about being in community with women locally? I think the accountability piece of like sh actually physically like you have to like get ready and get walk out your door it takes a lot more effort to go and meet locally in person um and so yeah you have more skin in the game when you're like okay I actually make an effort to go meet these people and there's so there's another layer of like accountability there where it's like okay I'm going to show up because all these other women are there and um, it's just finding that accountability to, I, I still have to do it. Even when I work out, like, I just know I I've joined a group because I'm like, I won't get out of bed to go to the gym unless I know people are there waiting for me. So it's just find the people. Yeah. Consistency. And 
make them your accountability partners. Like I'm going to show up, we're going to show up and make a commitment. So it's two things. When you make a commitment to do something, it's like to do it consistently. That's how you build confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you, like you said, everybody else needs somebody as well. We need each other and it's much easier to hide on social media or to hide in virtual communities. Mm -hmm. You cannot hide in a physical community that you're building near where you live. So again, number one thing, find your people. Okay. Number two, if you're ready to take that big leap, if you're ready to do something different, what else do they need to know? I do. I am a firm believer of mentorship. So I've, when I was lost starting from scratch, I'm like, I know I can't do this alone and I'm not afraid to ask for help. And did I have the money when I hired my first coach? Absolutely not. Cause I started from scratch, but I knew you have to have the belief in yourself that if you're going to invest in yourself, you're going to make it work. Um, and I knew that about me. I knew I needed the help. I knew that I just wanted someone to hold me accountable. And I knew that if I invested this, I wasn't going to just let like, that's the money that I didn't have and be like, Oh, well it didn't work, you know? So it just, it gets you to put skin in the game where you're going to actually take action um, and hold yourself accountable. So I still continue to find mentors and masterminds and all the things for myself. So even though I have a mastermind, I will always invest in something for myself because we're continuing, we're always going to grow. I think that's very important. And if growing is scary, it's getting uncomfortable. So when you invest in yourself, that is going to be an uncomfortable thing. So if you ever find a coach that you're like, oh, this is easy to pay for, then it's not the coach you need. You need someone who's going to push you or stretch you. And so I'm a firm believer in mentorship. So go find yourself somebody that you embodies who you want to be right? and go work with that person. Yeah. And it might be incremental at first, right? Like your first investment might be a thousand dollar, you know, group coaching, And then you're ready for the $5,000 thing and the $10,000 thing. Like, you know, we're not preaching, like do something that's like absolutely insane. Right. But if it doesn't hurt a little bit, if there's no amount of sacrifice that's attached to it, you're not going, it's not going to be sacred to you. You're not going to really pay attention. And so I always like something that makes me feel uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. That's definitely my jam. Yeah. (laughs) And if it makes Thomas uncomfortable, it's. (laughs) really the jam oh my god I love that you said that my husband and I every time the gala is coming up it's like there's this like tension between Jason and I of like oh the gala is coming up and all the pro expenses are coming in and he's like why do I have to be involved in this because you know I gotta dip into that bank account too you know so anyway I know he's like hey what's this for what's that for I'm like it's all it's all good honey it's all good and now at this point he's like well you're gonna spend the money anyway aren't you and I'm like yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) Yeah. find yourself a mentor and let it hurt a little bit anything else you would say to the person that is ready to jump yeah I think a lot of um what really helped me so community mentorship Um, I really had to like go within like um, and do a lot of inner work. So I had to do like some things for myself, whether that's yoga, whether that's working out, whether that's meditating, whatever it is that you can take time for yourself to get quiet or just to have reflection, journaling. I just really think that that's important of self-discovery in yourself when you're doing something new, especially all the time, but especially when you're doing something new. 
because it's shifting a whole new person person of you. So you have to do a lot of self-reflection and awareness. I'm so glad you went there. I was hoping you would go there. Um, <laughs> I was like, we got to talk about this. It, totally. it all boils down to trust, right? And we don't trust the things that we don't know, mm -hmm. including ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we don't know ourselves, we're not going to trust ourselves to take that leap. And you can't know yourself unless you slow down enough to know yourself. So it's mm -hmm. that analogy, right? Um, slow down to speed up or sharpen the saw. It is taking a lot of time to journal, to reflect, um, to go to therapy or to get the coach or to take the course or get on the yoga mat or whatever it is you need to do. Because like I said earlier, most of us, we don't even know, like we're disconnected. What do I love? What do I want to do? Is this aligning with me? And it's so beautiful when you give yourself that time to know yourself, because if you know yourself, you'll trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, in order to be able to make those huge jumps or those huge leaps, there's a lot of trust involved. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And it, it goes back and forth. Your mind, you're going to be fighting with your own mind on, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like, is this the right thing? Or I'm scared. Let's not do it. So it's just a like a constant negotiation yeah. with your brain. So yeah. yeah, the getting quiet, definitely. And there's so many different ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I love just driving in my car with no radio or walking without air. Like, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I put listen to podcasts, read the books, everything in my ears. But like, sometimes I'm like, I need to like walk with nothing. Yeah. Me too. And I, it was something that I actually put on the end of your checklist for my mastermind. I was like, okay, 15 minutes a day, walk disconnected, mm -hmm. meaning you're not listening to anything. You're not talking to anybody. You're just like listening to the wind and looking mm -hmm. at the sky and listening to your own brain. Cause your own brain, your own heart, like has the answers. You don't always need to listen to Ed Milet or Lori Harder or like yes. all these people, like they're awesome people. But sometimes yeah. you need to tune out the noise and just listen to yourself and you need to be in that white space. So totally. if you're in this place of transitioning, you're going to have to do that even more. I think yeah. you would agree with that. Like you have to double down. Oh, 100%. But you know, when I was first starting from scratch, people would say that to me all the time. Like you have all the answers within and I was like, <laughs> but how, you know, you asked like the how I don't believe you because I don't know, but I know now I like, it is true. If you just take the time to be quiet with your thoughts, they will come and then mm -hmm. you can trust it more. The more yep. you just follow what your, the messages that are coming in. Exactly. And asking yourself questions, right? Asking yourself empowering questions. You know, mm -hmm. if I did know what I wanted to do, what would it be? You know, yeah. what are some, what are some things that I love just asking yourself those questions and being okay with not having the answer right away, but sitting with it. Yeah. And so I, I just, I love the pivot. I love this topic. It's like, I feel like everyone needs like two, three or four businesses. Cause I'm crazy like that. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think now, even now they say like, do something scary. Now, if you get, I know if I get too comfortable, I'm like, okay, like, what can I like throw in the mix here? That's going to scare me again. Like why? And then I do it and I'm like crying again. I'm like, why did I, why am I doing this to myself? Yes. Like every year when I do an event or every year when you do an event, you're like, yeah. oh, I had, so this, I know you've been doing it for events for a long time. So tell me something, because I thought going into this second year, oh, I already did this, that, and it was scary last year, but because I did it already, this should be a breeze. No, I'm still scared again. So I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm always scared. This is year five. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is going into year five and <sighs> 
Listen, like all of your core beliefs about yourself, things that you think about yourself, how you relate to yourself, your, your, your learned behaviors, like they're always with you. They're like your little, they're like your three-year-old self, right? So they're always with you and they're going to come up and I'm just used to it at this point. Like when I go to do something scary, I'm like, oh, here comes the roller coaster. I'm going to be crying on Sunday. And then Monday, I'm going to be like, let's kill it. Like, it's just, you kind of just sit back and laugh for those of you listening. Like if you're deciding to do scary things, Christine and I are telling you, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. You get better at handling it. And then you're like, well, let me add this in or let me like, <laughs> let me make it like more complex. Like last year I added in like workshop day and like, yeah, it's like, holy. Yeah. What did I do? It's all fun though. It's like, like I think all- it's like a high that we have now. It's like, it is scary. We still cry, but like we do it because there's like a rush. And I do tell myself though, when I'm feeling really like scared and crying, I do have a different mindset where I'm still feeling those feelings, but now I say to myself, Christine, like something magical is on the other side because we've gone through this before. Let's just do it again. Yeah. If it was easy, it would be sleazy, right? If it was like something that I could just like walk into, it really wouldn't be worth my time. Right. Like there's going to be a challenge. And yet if you have that call and you know, this is what you're meant to do, you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And you just show up and you go through it. And it's, it's really, honestly, I think you would agree with me when I say this, it's living. Like how many people do we know are they're existing, but they're not living. Right. They don't ever experience this level of exhilaration and creation. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, that kind of sounds like me do something scary, like mm-hmm. actually live, make a decision, a choice that's going to stretch you. You'll hate it, but you'll also love it. Right. Yeah. I know it's so hard to explain, but yeah, I get it. So tell, so tell us a little bit about your event and, and um, what it's all about, because I think it's super fun and super exciting and it's really unique. I loved being able to be there last year. Yeah, I'm so like so happy that you were able to be there last year and you were on the panel, like at the last minute. And I'm like, Brooke, you're coming? Like, can you sit on the panel? Okay, so the, it's a two-day event. And it's, this is funny because even last year when it was my first time, I was just going to be the gala dinner. And then I added the second day. And I was like, then I was like freaking out. I was like, why did I do this? But anyway, it's for a reason. The whole purpose of the whole higher self gala is a self like it's a journey that we take you on for two days where it's like self discovery and awareness of like okay what are the blocks that are holding you back what are things that you need to become aware of that you do want like what are your desires and so it's bringing you through that so the speakers are there to like facilitate in different ways how to bring that out into you in you the second day is like movement because We all need to move to move through energy and what we've been working on. So the next day we're doing something called Divine Sweat by a woman who, you know, Sawa. She does this amazing dance, choreo dance with calling in and releasing energy, but she does an energy circle after. Um, And so we're going to be doing that in the morning. And then she's actually doing something special where at the cocktail hour, Sawa from getting all, reading all the energy in the room from the morning, she's going to be doing like live readings on the stage with the people that were there and then we step into so this the last part the whole point of the gala is to embody all the things that we're calling in now because now you have to feel the energy and actually live like live it and so what way to like embody is to dress up and come to the gala so there's like a dinner and a dance and so that's how we close it out and it's like such 
a magical experience that I want to take people through. Um, And that's what the higher self gala is. I love it because basically you're setting them up to start showing up as the person that they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Your mind has to arrive before your body can. Mm -hmm. And so you're you know, going through this, this transformation, the first day and the second day, you're moving that energy through your body. I love movement. I'm the freak that's dancing in the kitchen. (laughs) My teenage boys are like, (laughs) and I'm shaking my butt. My girls are like, I'm like, this is just what we do. Okay. I always tell them one day you'll be so glad and you'll realize you had a cool mom. Okay. Just one day, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you're doing this so that they can feel what it feels like to be that woman who is Mm -hmm. successful, to be that woman who is stepping into the next version of herself, to be that woman that's going after her dream, that's going after the thing that she knows she was created to do, Mm -hmm. but she just hasn't been able to. And we have to start acting as if we have to start showing up as if today, yeah, today. Exactly. And, and so you get gorgeous, you get all glammed out, like beautiful, have a dinner, have this whole thing. It's really an incredible experience. And what are the dates that this is happening? So this is going to be on December 1st and 2nd, which is a Friday and Saturday here in Denver, Colorado. Um, yeah, very excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to link all of that up in the show notes as well as share on social and everything. I just love you. I love your story. I love your energy. I love your passion for helping women to pivot. I mean, the name of your podcast is perfect. (laughs) So you can go and follow along with Pivot to Passion. Go ahead and subscribe, rate and review you guys. We know that that means something. We want to rate and review. Um, Follow her on social media and get yourself to the gala. If you can get to the gala, it's a beautiful experience. It's so fun. I loved the women that I met last year. I loved being in that room and it is so true. Get in the room. You'll make the most beautiful connections that will help to strengthen you and help you to understand who you really are and what it is you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so one more thing. Okay. Before we wrap it up. Okay. Final question. Drum roll. Okay. There's like an airplane going through. So I'm like, it sounds like a drum roll. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. We're having a a little coffee chat here. Okay. So final question that I ask everyone is how would you define living the good life? Oh yeah. Living the good life is basically living your, what your heart is calling you, just living out what brings you joy and not worrying about the money, what other people think is just like, if you're living out what brings you joy, then you're living the good life. Amen. 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 I love that. Follow your heart's calling and nothing can actually go wrong. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. I love you, friend. Thank you. Love you too. Hey, hey, you guys. So I got to tell you, Align is the conference to be in in 2024. If you haven't been in this room, it's a room you've got to experience. And if you have been in this room, you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about transformation, breakthrough, new strategy, new levels 
of unlocking your potential, releasing limitations, being around high vibe people and entrepreneurs that are also chasing after their dreams. It's also about finding your alignment because your alignment is not my alignment, is not her alignment, is not anyone else's alignment. And so often in today's world, especially with social media, with entrepreneurship, sometimes we get kind of confused. We start to think, well, maybe I should do what she's doing or what he's doing, or maybe maybe that's the priority I should have. And at Align, we're not trying to crank you out into all being the same kind of entrepreneur going after the same thing. What I'm really trying to do is help you to tune into your own alignment, what's true for you, what you need to do, trying to help you to realize that when you get your life into alignment, all of the doors of opportunity and possibility unlock for you. This is the most powerful transformative conf- uh, conference you'll attend in 2024 and tickets are on sale now. In fact, I want to invite you to go to alignevenslive.com and check out our speaker lineup. It's not even complete yet, you guys. We have the most power-packed speaker lineup of traditional entrepreneurs, non-traditional entrepreneurs, speakers, mentors, coaches. I'm telling you, we have billionaires, millionaires, moms, dads. We have the whole gamut, you guys, and you are going to want to be in that room. So head on over to alignevenslive.com. Check out the show notes because I have a special discount that's just for my loyal podcast listeners where you can save up to $200 on your ticket. I just love you guys. I love this community. I love this event. It's my heart and soul and it's my greatest desire to help you to break through to to new levels and new heights in 2024. So get yourself in that room. It'll be one decision you'll never regret. Thanks for listening into the podcast today. If you loved it, a review, rating, and share on social would be epic and helps in spreading the word. Everything I create is in the hopes of helping you advance your life, energy, and business.